3: I mean, if you are, I, no, I just, I was, because I was going to ask you about this, this story that's, that's blowing up today. Hundreds of QAnon supporters showed up to the place where JFK was assassinated because they believe that JFK Jr. was going to show up, like, from the dead and announce that Trump is now president. And the people actually came there and they were like, we're ready and we're waiting. And, like, everyone online was roasting them and, like, this is trash, this is stupid. I, I actually, I, I watched that and I was like, I, I think I want to join QAnon not for like the things they believe in, but just for like the communal aspect. It seems like, you know, they get people out, everyone's hanging around together, you know, must be like a cool place to meet very interesting people. I'm sure there's like very, very interesting people you could meet there, you know? Also, can we all agree on something? If a dead person comes back from the dead, like if anyone comes back from the dead, and they say anything, we have to like agree with it. Like if someone comes back from the dead and they say Trump is present or anyone's present, we have to go with them because they came back from the dead. It's not in the constitution, but it should be. <laughs> like, I don't know about you guys, I'm going with the dead person. Do you know what I mean? That's even like a thing like with, from the Bible. Jesus was alive, people were like, yeah. Then he came back from the dead. Till that day, we're all like, yo, 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 my man. <laughs> Whatever that guy says. If you come back, Cause anyone can like tell you shit. If someone comes back from the dead, Tupac comes back now, anything he says, I'm doing it.
4: Coming to you from the heart of Times Square in New York City, the only city in America. It's The Daily Show, Ears Edition. Tonight, you're all out of order. T-Swift is shifting elections. And Vanessa Nakate, this is The
3: Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Daily Show. I am Trevor Noah. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. We kick things off with abortion. Ah, a great topic for any first date. Last May, Texas tried to ban abortion in a new way. They didn't outlaw it, but they made it possible to sue anybody who gave or helped someone get an abortion, right? And then if you win, you would get at least $10,000. So for example, if I drove someone to an abortion clinic in Texas, anybody can sue me for $10,000, anybody on earth. You, my seventh grade girlfriend, Brad Pitt, anybody. Snitches get riches. And the reason Texas structured the law this way is so that the Supreme Court couldn't overturn it. But yesterday, the Supreme Court looked at this case anyway, and they didn't sound too happy with Texas getting cute like this.
2: Today, as protesters rallied outside the Supreme Court, inside for the first time, a majority of justices signaled they are not comfortable with the new Texas law. Conservative Justices Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett today questioned whether that loophole should be closed. Kavanaugh theorized that a left-leaning state could offer a $1 million bounty against those who saw an assault rifle like an AR-15, then claim it wasn't using state power because only private parties could bring the suits.
3: Uh Uh-oh. Looks like the conservative justices are gonna have to choose what they care more about, guns or fetuses. And this is tough. That is, unless, what if women gave birth to guns? That's it, we just make women give birth to guns, then everybody wins. I will say, this really shows you how bullshit this law is, right? Because banning abortion has been the goal for conservatives for over what, four decades now? But even they aren't willing to do it like this. Like it would be like a lonely guy finally losing his virginity, but only because he fell into the gorilla pit at the zoo. It's not what he wanted. It's what he wanted, but not what he wanted. And the justice is all right. This law could lead to a future where everyone is just suing each other all the time. And let's be honest, there are already too many lawsuits in America. I mean, America had to make Jerry Springer a judge. Yeah, Jerry Springer. He has a court show now. Yeah, they were like, who's that guy who used uh, to have conjoined twins slap each other on TV? Yeah, give him a robe, he's a judge now. We need more judges, we need more judges. All right, but let's move on to a story about cryptocurrency. You know, it's like if money got into vaping. Everyone has heard of Bitcoin, of course. But did you know that there are thousands of other digital coins out there? Why? Because anyone can make a cryptocurrency. You, my seventh grade girlfriend, Brad Pitt, anybody. All you need is a computer and the willingness to bore your friends to death at parties. Anyway, the other day, an exciting new cryptocurrency came out called Squid, that that the creator said was inspired by Squid Game, which is another thing that people do. They give their money a name based on a TV show or a meme, and then people who like that thing buy the coin, which, let's be honest, is the stupidest way to invest in something. Because what if the thing that you're a fan of becomes unpopular? I mean, trust me, that's how I got stuck with $10,000 worth of formal coin, and now I can't touch it. But so many people wanted squid coins that the price of each coin shot up to nearly $3,000, which is when all the people selling it took all that money and disappeared. That squid game cryptocurrency we've been talking about on the program, looks like it was part of a scam.
5: What happened is called a rug pull. The coin's creators, they just abandoned the project by exchanging the coin for cash. They walked away with $3.3 million, or every dollar ever invested in SquidCoin. They left 40,000 investors holding the bag after the crash.
4: There's a scam. Case closed.
3: Oh man, I feel bad for these people. I mean, not, not too bad, because did they not see the show? Were these people like, wow, these nice Squid Games people are offering me easy money. What could go wrong? I mean, this is one advantage that real money has over crypto money because the government can't just cash out and leave. You know, you'll never see Biden hopping on Air Force One like, ha ha, I converted all the dollars to yen. Sign out, Jack. Come on, let's get out of here, man. I did a little malarkey. (laughs) If you want to invest your money smartly, let me give you some advice. What you need to do is go to a bar near Wall Street at around five o'clock, hide in the bathroom, and then you see what professional investors are saying. That's how I ended up investing in a little thing called cocaine. Made a lot of money doing that. All right, and finally, let's talk about space travel. One day, it'll be as glamorous and romantic as it is in science fiction. We'll fly past stars and beautiful ships and fight with laser swords and make out with our sisters. But we didn't know that she was our sister at the time, which makes it all right. But right now, that future is light years away.
2: SpaceX is faced with another engineering problem, this time in the bathroom. A leaky toilet is the latest issue on board the SpaceX Dragon capsule, which means everyone on board won't have a toilet during their journey. The four astronauts will have to rely on backup undergarments. I think they mean diapers. Officials did not say how long the crew would be without an inoperable toilet.
3: You know, it's pretty humbling that no matter what technological advances we come up with, we've still got to deal with our poop. Which, let's be honest, is gonna be really embarrassing if we ever meet aliens. Greetings, Earthling. Would you like to know the mysteries of the Un? I'm I'm sorry, Did, did you just defecate in your pants? Yeah, man, sorry about that, dude. It was a really long flight, and I'm wearing diapers, though, so it's cool. Tell me about those secrets. You know what, we just remembered we have a thing in another galaxy. See you around, maybe. Don't come back here. But you know, when we think about it, what is so embarrassing about diapers, huh? Like, I honestly think that diapers are underrated. Like, if diapers didn't already exist and someone introduced them now as a hot new technology in 2021, be honest, people would be excited about them. Guys, what if I told you you never had to worry about finding a bathroom ever again because you would always be carrying one with you, huh? You'd make a killing on Shark Tank, Barbara. I know you take dumps, so. All right, that's all the time we have for the headlines. Let's move on to our main story. Today is election day in America, and there are local races all around the country. New York City is electing a new mayor. And Minneapolis is voting on whether to remake its police force. Hollywood is voting on whether Kim and Pete Davidson should be a thing. But right now, the political world is watching the governor's race in Virginia, where the Democrat, Terry McAuliffe, is running neck and neck with the Republican Glenn Youngkin. And Virginia has been a pretty solid blue state for years now, which means that if Democrats lose, they might have to rethink their strategy of promising a lot of popular services and then not delivering on any of them. But this year, there's one unexpected voting bloc in Virginia that could decide the entire race. And Desi Lydic has more.
5: Covering the news is exhilarating. You travel the country, meet interesting people, and find real stories. But then one day, you realize it's a f***ing Tuesday in November again. Well, it's election day again. <laughs> Got it? It's election day again. Because it's... Sorry, I can't... It's election day again! <laughs> f***ing Virginia! As a journalist, I'm honored to be covering this sacred process. Oh, f- again, I feel super chill about it. I'm good. It's election day again, and we've got another close race on our hands, so you better start clenching those butt cheeks.
4: Early voting is already underway in the Virginia gubernatorial race with the latest
6: polling showing Democratic Governor Terry McAuliffe effectively in a dead heat.
4: Politico writing,
7: if Terry McAuliffe doesn't pull out a win, Democrats are privately predicting a collapse
5: on Capitol Hill. Wait, Virginia could go red? For a state that went blue by 450,000 votes in the last election, this was a story worth keeping down the vomit. I sat down with Jeffrey Skelly from 538 to help me make sense of this. Sorry about the mess. Elections, am I right? Why is this race in particular so close? Isn't Virginia blue?
6: Yeah, so Virginia is, has been Democratic-leaning over the last few years, uh, but President Biden is now... Uh, somewhat unpopular. And I think voters are responding to that, and so the electoral environment is better for Republicans. So we've got a close race in Virginia.
5: Who do you think will actually decide this race?
6: Young voters are really important, uh, because they are basically the most Democratic-leaning group. Well, one little interesting thing Mm McCall has done is run campaign ads uh, attacking Glenn Youngkin uh, because he was uh, CEO of the Carlisle Group, which was involved in the purchase of Taylor Swift's master recordings. And so they've been using this to try to get young people to to pay attention to the race because there are a lot of young people out there, you know, 18 to 34-year-olds, who really like Taylor Swift.
5: Virginia Democrat candidate for governor Terry McAuliffe recruiting Taylor Swift fans. McAuliffe reportedly linking his opponent to music executive Scooter Braun, who infamously bought Swift's master recordings back in 2019. After I was denied the chance to purchase my music
8: outright, my entire catalog was sold to Scooter Bronze Ithaca Holdings in a deal that I'm told was funded by the Carlisle Group.
6: One of the targeted ads reading, Did you know that Republican candidate for governor Glenn Youngkin helped buy Taylor Swift's masters out from under her? You gotta be shitting me.
5: Taylor Swift fans vote?
6: I think that's what the McAuliffe campaign is, is hoping.
5: If the Swifties are backing McAuliffe, what group of fans are backing Youngkin? Chet Hanks fans? Chetheads? heads?
6: Well, we don't have any polling on on different, you know, fan groups of, of musical artists. We were
5: 538. What the
6: f- yeah, it's it's a real it's a real niche.
5: Could we be underestimating the Swifties?
6: I think I'd be careful about giving them too much weight, but there are a lot of young people who like Taylor Swift. Uh, we know that's true.
5: Could Taylor Swift fans be the key to the Virginia race? To find out, I had to dive deep into their fandom, no matter how many of her albums I had to buy on the show's credit card. Oh, sorry. This just happened to me without my approval or consent. Shame on him. Finally, after becoming fluent in all things Taylor, I gathered a group of her fans of Virginia to see how angry they were with Candidate Youngkin. Are you all true fans? Are you true Swifties? Did you buy signed Fearless albums, Taylor version? I actually do have it, and I can pull it up. I
2: also have every single Taylor record on vinyl right next to me if we want to
8: go that far.
2: Yeah, the two most important dates in November is November 2nd, which is Election Day, and November 12th, which is Red.
5: Yeah, I'm taking off work for Election Day, just in case the lines are too long. Are you also taking off work for Taylor's release of Red? Oh,
8: 100 percent. I need to get through all the emotions of all the songs on that album. I'm taking off work and my therapist is not getting the day off. While I respect
5: this generation's clear dedication to mental health, could this new base of voters actually tip the scales in Virginia?
2: I'm originally from Texas, and the last three years in college I voted in Texas but I just knew that I couldn't um, just sit by and watch as Youngkin took Virginia.
8: And so that's when I decided to change my voter registration.
5: Wow. Okay, so you just changed your registration. This is dedication.
2: I was in the weird college era as well, where I was kind of
8: voting in my home state. Uh, But now I am voting Virginia because of this issue.
5: I couldn't help but pity these young girls. There are so many important issues, but all they care about is Taylor Swift's master recordings.
8: It's not really about the masters. But I mean, just a couple days ago, Yunkin came out and said, you know, he loves everyone. And when asked if that includes uh, LGBTQ people, he said no.
5: Are there other issues that you care about? Women's right to choose.
2: I'm very passionate about gun violence prevention. Climate change is going to be the biggest issue of our time. So those policies are super important. I'm an environmental engineer. So this is life-changing.
5: What would you say to boomers like my Aunt Sheila, who say 14-year-old girls should stay out of politics and stop stealing my sleeping pills, Desi? I think that's such a weird stereotype of Taylor Swift fans because we're not 14 anymore. We are adults. We pay taxes and we
2: vote. Yeah, do you want to see my thesis paper about con- congressional legislation because I can show you that. Don't underestimate Swifties.
5: <laughs> All right. Take it easy, Molly. Jeez. I don't want any snake comments on my Insta. Yes, they are fans of Taylor Swift, and yes, they are in their 20s. Maybe they can make a difference in this
3: upcoming election.
5: No matter what happens, at least now I'll have some great music to cry to, just in time for next Election Tuesday.
3: Thank you so much for that, Desi. All right, when we come back, The Daily Show will be on trial. You don't want to miss it.
2: Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
9: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. at lifelock.com news. That's lifelock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
7: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's dot com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right
3: here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Welcome back to The Daily Show. There are a lot of major court cases happening right now. And you know what? We decided that we're gonna take them to trial in our brand new segment, Court, Court. <laughs>
4: Order, order in the court. I call this court session to a uh, session. Counselors Desi Laddick and Roy Wood Jr., are you ready
0: to present your arguments?
5: Yes, Your Honor, I look forward to a rigorous debate that will make my opposing counsel look like the little bitch he is.
0: Uh, let the record show, Your Honor, that I'm a- honored, I'm honored to appear before this court and also that I keyed her car in the parking lot. What? Yeah. Excellent! Our first case is about the rioters
4: who stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Some of them are going on trial right now, and they have interesting ideas about who should be representing them.
6: At least five people charged in a riot at the U.S. Capitol have chosen to defend themselves in court. In doing so, they're brushing aside federal judges' repeated warnings about the risks of trying to navigate their high-stakes cases without a lawyer. While representing himself
0: in a bond hearing, a January 6th riot defendant named Brandon Fellows admitted to two more felonies, strengthening the case against him. Alan Hostetter,
1: accused of being affiliated with the three percenters, facing 20 years in prison on just the conspiracy. Charge wants to be his own lawyer. They're
9: going to have to say to themselves, Yeah, the election was stolen, the government was overthrown, and Allen was right about COVID, the lockdowns, masking, and vaccines. So, case closed. Sorry, folks.
4: Wow, riveting testimony. That is the most stirring self defense a man has ever recorded in his mom's basement. Counselors, should the Capitol rioters represent themselves? Make your case
5: of course they should your honor american citizens have every right to defend themselves i myself have gotten out of three parking tickets using the classic waterworks defense 3p yourself and they let you go not to mention by not getting lawyers they're sparing us from catching covid because let's be honest these guys don't believe in vaccines some of them don't even believe in haircuts
0: hell no hell no your honor they shouldn't be defending themselves look representing yourself is a terrible, terrible idea, especially, especially if we're talking about these guys, okay? That one guy admitted to two extra felonies, two extra felonies. What's he think? He think he's some sort of loyalty program where you do enough felonies and then the next one's free? These people are dumber than people who think they can do their own home repairs. You think you can grout your own backsplash. You think you can do it. But six hours later, your kitchen is flooded and your child is routed to the ceiling. And child All right, all right, all right, away. all right. No children on the ceiling. I'm ready to rule. The court
4: finds that the rioters should not represent themselves in court. Damn it. Yes! Right. They will be represented instead by Roy.
5: Ha-ha, <laughs> yes!
4: What, what? Huh? Yep, that's it. All right, all right. Let's hear our next case.
9: The criminal fraud trial resumes today for Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes.
2: She's accused of lying to investors about her medical testing company saying that its blood testing
0: devices could identify diseases and that she was making hundreds of millions of dollars. A third juror, Jill, has now been dismissed from the Elizabeth Holmes trial that after being caught playing Sudoku during testimony, a court transcript revealed that the juror had been playing Sudoku for at least seven days during testimony. Now, when the judge questioned the juror. They confirmed they were playing the game, but were still, they say, listening the entire time. Holmes' trial now seven weeks in and is now down to two alternates. A juror playing Sudoku? That would never happen in my courtroom.
4: Because we give out Nintendo Switches. Mario sent me a a case of these to thank me for letting him off for stomping on all those ducks. Counselors, Should jurors be allowed to play sudoku during a trial?
5: No, Your Honor. It's not only unfair to the defendant, it's incredibly rude to the lawyers. We practice our speeches so hard. When to make our voices loud and when to make our voices soft for dramatic effect. Give us the attention we deserve. I didn't crash that children's theater camp last summer for nothing. Not to mention, where does it end? One juror plays Sudoku, another one starts reading, then knitting. One of them pops an edible, they won't share, even though I can see that they have a whole bag. Now I'm in a fist fight with the juror while the defendant is sneaking away. In conclusion, share your weed.
0: I disagree, Your Honor. I disagree. Sudoku puzzles keep your brain strong and agile. I want a guy in my jury who plays Sudoku. He can do that beautiful mind thing where he sees all the connections and discovers who the real killer is. And once we know who the real killer is, we get to go home and watch Insecure. I did that live South thing you did. Yeah, stole that.
5: What's, um... What is your decision, Your
4: Honor? (laughs) Huh? Oh, uh, yeah, death penalty. Death penalty. Hold on, let me just save this. Okay. Our next case is an international story that involves three things I never thought I'd say in a sentence. Richard Gere, Italian foreign minister, kidnapping.
1: Actor Richard Gere
9: is among the witnesses listed in a trial involving Italy's former interior minister, Matteo Salvini, is accused of kidnapping 147 migrants in 2019 after he denied their ship permission to disembark in Italy.
2: Mr. Gere actually went onto the ship when it was being held off uh, the coast of Lampedusa. It was there for 19 days under incredibly difficult conditions, and he gave brought food and water to the to the people who were on the ship.
1: I thought being put on trial for
9: just doing my duty is surreal. I'm sorry for that. Richard Gere will come. Now if you tell me how serious is a trial where Richard Gere comes from Hollywood to testify on how bad I am.
4: Well, now this court case represents two intriguing questions. Should celebrities be involved in foreign legal matters? And man, what's Richard Gere been up to? Richard
5: Gere belongs in that courtroom, not just because he might have been witness to migrant kidnapping, but because he played a lawyer in both Primal Fear and Chicago. He is qualified to practice law and to be doing it while tap dancing. No
0: way, no way. Every minute Richard Gere is overseas dealing with this case is another minute of him not making movies. I've been waiting 20 years for a sequel to The Runaway Bride. The world deserves to know if she ran away again.
5: People do not want to see a Runaway Bride sequel. They want to see a Pretty Woman sequel. Hell no. No.
0: First, that's... first Runaway Bride, then Pretty Woman.
4: Runaway Bride. Silence. No. First silence. Pretty Woman. I said pretty woman. Pretty silence. Woman. If I say it again, you know where this gavel goes. Yep. We'll compromise, yep. people. I sentenced Richard Gere to make a movie that's a sequel to both. And I don't know how it'll work. Maybe there's a time machine, but. We'll let them figure it out. Next case. A
5: 96-year-old woman who went on the lam to avoid prosecution for alleged Nazi war crimes appeared in a German court. Irmgard Fjörkner was brought into the courtroom in a wheelchair with her face and head covered. The trial will be held in an adolescent court because of her age at the time the alleged crimes occurred. Last month, Fjörkner was a no-show on the day court proceedings against her were to begin. Reports say she fled
2: her retirement home and was a fugitive for several hours before authorities caught up with her in Hamburg.
4: Well, that is peculiar. How did a 96-year-old woman escape from the authorities? I mean, she's easy enough to catch. She's obviously the car driving 15 miles an hour on the wrong side of the road. (laughs) But now that she has been caught again, the question is, should she be taken to trial? Desi? Yes, Your Honor. Nazis are bad. Okay. Roy, what is your defense of Nazis?
0: What? Why do I got to defend Nazis? I don't want to do that.
5: You have to, because I went first. I don't
4: have to do it. Roy, that. Roy, I I it's all right. It. Everyone understands you're just a lawyer. A devil's advocate. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, I... You could say she was old, and... You... Overruled, Roy!
4: Nazis are bad! Wow. And you should be ashamed of yourself. You make me sick. Desi wins and gets today's jury prize, a free book of Sudoku puzzles. Yes. That's all the time we got for court cases today. Join us next time on Court Court. But not you, Roy, you're banned for life. You leave your Nintendo Switch at the door. Come on, Don, don't
0: my Switch. Don't take the that's Nintendo right.
4: Switch. No Switch for you. Great job, Desi. Come on, man. Can't believe you would defend. Okay. All right, that's fine. Nazi. <laughs>
1: Right Rug Flooring. Welcome back to
3: the Daily Show. My guest tonight is Ugandan climate activist and founder of the Rise Up movement, Vanessa Nakate. She's here to talk about her new memoir and why Africa and other countries in the Global South should be at the center of the climate conversation. Vanessa Nakate, thank you very much for taking the time today.
8: You're welcome.
3: Um, it's really great to have you on the show. You know, because I feel like in in the past few years you have come up the ranks and you 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 have risen to become one of the the most um uh, outspoken activists for climate change around the world you know and 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 you've been an activist who's proudly been campaigning not just for the world but also for a continent that is often overlooked and that is of course the african continent and you were inspired by Greta Thunberg i believe but there's no denying Greta comes from a very different world in that like, she lives in a world of free speech. She lives in a place where you can say whatever you want. You know, going up against the government isn't isn't anything that could ever get you into trouble. You know, you're in Uganda. As a fellow African, I know what it's like to be in a place where you have to be respectful even in your activism, because if you're not careful, um, things may not go well for you. So what was that like for you?
8: It hasn't really been very easy. And when I started activism, I knew very well how hard it was to get permits to organize strikes. And in countries like mine, education is really prioritized. From when we are children, we are told um, education is the key to success. So many students understand how important it is for them to be in school and not skip school and go for a climate strike. So these are some of the things that... um, have really hindered us from organising big strikes. However, that hasn't stopped us from doing activism. We've been going to these schools and reaching students within the schools so that we can try to, you know, keep advocating and demanding for climate justice even though we can't go out on the streets easily.
3: You have found... Um, I think, really effective ways to get a message out there. Um, You are now on the cover of Time magazine. I mean, congratulations. You know, what did it feel like being on the cover of Time magazine, you know, as a climate activist? And then number two, what do you hope to achieve with with some of the the fame that comes with that status?
8: I was really surprised um, to find myself on the Time cover and... I would never imagine it in my life or even dream. So it's not like it was a dream come true. No, it wasn't a dream. So I never really thought of it. It helps give me a platform and just reach more people to keep keep talking about the same thing that I've been talking about all this time, about the climate realities of the people in my country, Uganda, and the people across the African continent. For people to always know that while Africa is on the front lines of the climate crisis, it is one of the least emitters of CO2 emissions of all continents, except for Antarctica.
3: It's funny you talk about emissions. Africa emits less than all these other countries in the conversation, but the conversation seems to be focused on, you know, predominantly European countries or or, or Western nations. I feel like you have had that experience on a personal level as well. Multiple times, you have gone to an event to speak, to represent the continent, to to talk about climate change, and you have been cropped out of the photo that talks about the event. You, You talk about that in your book, by the way, and I'd love to know, what you think that is and how you've responded to that.
8: Well, um, I think that is the horrible reality of the climate crisis. Africa is responsible for only 3% of global emissions. While we are on the front lines of the climate crisis, we are not on the front pages of the world's newspapers but we are seeing continuous underrepresentation of activists from the most affected areas even those who are able to be at these you know conferences mm-hmm. or press conference like my personal experience, we still face erasure, you know, of being in those spaces. So, you know, I think that, you know, we won't be able to have climate justice if everyone is not included. Climate justice is only justice if every community, if every voice is listened to, is amplified, especially people from the most affected areas, There is no climate justice without racial justice. And that is a conversation very many people don't want to have.
3: Recently, Um, The president of Uganda, Museveni, wrote uh, a scathing op-ed, you know, really indicting the West in how it talks about climate change. Now, his conclusion is one that I I don't know that you would or wouldn't agree with. But he said to, to say to developing nations, especially in Africa, that they need to step away from fossil fuels is to basically condemn them to a constant cycle of poverty as a climate activist who has uh, programs where you go, you know, and try and get solar panels and cleaner cooking methods into um, schools or, or, or homes in Uganda. What would your response be to that? And and what do you think an added conversation to this whole dialogue could be?
8: Um, when it comes to this issue, I understand when presidents like mine or presidents from developing countries, you know, talk about things like this, because the global North, developed and became rich at the expense of very many communities while uh, extracting fossil fuels uh, like oil, like coal, like gas. And we see how wealthy these nations are. So for many people in developing countries, coal or the discovery of coal or oil and gas in their countries means like a door to wealth. That's why there is a huge responsibility on developed countries to provide climate finance for developing countries to easily transition to renewable energy, to easily transition to more sustainable cities. But even the promised climate finance is going to be delayed until 2023, which is unfair, which is so disappointing for communities that are on the front lines. And if we are to get this climate finance, we want it in form of grants, not loans, because we don't want more debt to be added on already existing debt.
3: Many parts of Africa have people who are saying, look, I don't care about 50 years from now because tomorrow isn't even promised to me. So when you're in your communities and when you're talking to some of these people, convincing them of of not going into oil or convincing them of not going into coal, or what do you find is a conversation that, that helps them understand?
8: Um, I think that what has really worked uh, for some of the people or communities that we've reached out to, is helping them understand the intersection of climate change and you know the daily life. For people mm-hmm. to understand that climate change is more than weather, it's more than statistics, it's more than data, it's about the people. We talk about 1.5, but not everyone understands what 1.5 degrees is. Right. But people will understand when you say that this is an issue that is going to affect the food. Tomorrow you may not have access to food or to Today, you may not have access to food because of this disaster. You may not be able to access water because of this disaster. So it's more of helping people understand that it's an issue that is beyond statistics or specific degrees. It is something that affects every sector of our lives. And it's important for all of us to work together and be able to transform this world and make it a better place.
3: Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for taking the time. I know that you're having these conversations with some of the most powerful people in the world, so I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your, your, um, your wisdom with us. Um, congratulations on the book, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again. Thank you. Vanessa's book, A Bigger Picture, is available right now. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this.
2: Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health.
3: Well, that's our show for tonight, but before we go, please consider supporting When We All Vote. It's a national nonpartisan initiative to change the culture around voting and to increase participation in each and every election by helping to close the race and age voting gap. Now, if you want to support their work, then all you have to do is donate at the link below. Until tomorrow, stay safe out there, get your vaccine, and remember, if someone tries to sell you crypto, buy it. I mean, they can't all be scams, right? They can? Oh shit. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central
4: on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus.
2: Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
7: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's dot com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This has been a Comedy Central Podcast. <laughs>